Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Welcome to the Planners on Purpose podcast. Thank you for being here for another episode with tips to help you stress less and live more. I'm Naomi Tucker, your host, and I'm looking forward to digging in and discussing some wellness trends to watch in 2024. Wellness has taken quite a bit of a center seat in the workplace. There is more of a push for wellness in the workplace than there was in the past. And although companies supported well-being in the workplace, it didn't seem as though it was sought out as it is now. I remember just 10 years ago having things like a fitness center, some wellness programs at major corporations. They were an added benefit. I actually was able to benefit from one of those programs and I did utilize it. But if only the employee had a vested interest in using these, or there was some drive for utilization via an incentive like health rewards. It just wasn't as popular as it is now. Today, employers are almost clamoring. They're clamoring to showcase that they care highly about health and go so far as being very transparent, even in job descriptions, as to what the health and wellness benefits are in an organization, which is really kind of a micro trend, because when you look at job descriptions these days, you can see and get clues on how a company prioritizes your mental health and your well-being. So that's a little tip. So today, I just wanted to share with you seven trends. I thought seven was a nice number. There are more trends than these, but these are really taking center stage as being the trends that employers are really focusing on so that they can really push wellness in the workplace forward. So these seven trends are trends for you to look out for. And when I say look out for them, perhaps you're an employee and you have an opportunity to speak into what your human resources adds on to the benefits of your company. Or maybe there's a survey or you get invited to a focus group or even you can send this episode to your HR person to really communicate and advocate and show that you care about wellness in the workplace. If you're an employee listening to this, these are things that you can do in order to really push it forward and be able to have the conversation be had. Now, if you're currently a person that, let's say, isn't at an organization, perhaps you're in a career break, and you may think you want to jump back into the event planning world again, this episode is going to be helpful for you because you can see what's out there in terms of trends. Perhaps if you are interested in ensuring that there's some wellness going on at the place that you're going to next, these can be a part of your questions that you ask during an interview so that you can simply keep an eye out on these, on what's happening and really keep an eye out on job postings as well so that you can see what the organization you're interested in is offering. 
And then finally, perhaps you're a leader in your organization, you're an HR professional, or you're a CEO of a company, it is important to understand what organizations are doing to be transparent in their workplace wellness programs and perhaps give you inspiration on how future modifications of programs can happen on your end. So I'm excited to jump into this episode and it's important to understand because as far as the U.S. goes, there's approximately 60% of people in the workplace that just aren't satisfied with their jobs and they consider their workplace toxic. And although there's a lot wrapped up into the word toxic, you can just see this as employers need to make sure that they're creating a safe, connected, motivating, healthy environment that people not only want to work in, but they will get to work there. And that is where it's at. So we'll get started. The first area that is a workplace or a work wellness trend happening in 2024 is having enhanced wellness programming. So in the past, there was wellness programming that just had pretty much some of the basics that were covered. Perhaps there is an employee assistance program, or perhaps there, if there was a larger organization, they were able to have some type of incentives around your health and well-being. I know that there's a lot of companies that actually do that. Um, and my husband's company, they do something similar where if you get regular checkups and you exercise and you do all these things, you get Amazon gift cards and things like that. So there's an incentive for you to be healthy. Now, not all companies can have that kind of benefit for their employees. It does cost money to be able to provide this to employees, but we are seeing an uptick in enhancing the wellness programming to include those things. And not only just includes some of the incentives for health, but then also having personalized wellness programs to be able to support people in where they are in life, having programs that are personalized for a person and where they're at is very important. So it's really a diversification of the wellness programs, and that is also being offered. What you're also seeing in wellness program programming is emotional intelligence training, especially for employees and really ensuring that people understand how to how to work their emotions when they have to, when they are going into high stress environments. A lot of that is similar to a program, one of my signature courses that I offer, and it's really helping you to kind of understand how to manage your emotions as you're moving forward, but then also how to plan as well. So those are some of the things when it comes to enhanced wellness program that are trends and going to continue to be trends in 2024. The next area that I have is focusing more on the remote well-being, meaning that there is an increased amount of people that are working from home. This is something that arose out of the pandemic. And because there are many more people working from home, there has to be some sort of way to bridge the gap and be able to support that community. So creating a community around the remote workforce is really essential in making sure that they have the services that they need, that they feel connected, and even tying in the, their local area and 
in ways that they are able to also support. And I know I've seen online that there's many companies that are doing this well, even in the event planning space, having many different employees maybe participate in a larger effort to be able to support the overall company stance on community and support. So I've seen that happen. It's a really great idea. It's something that is a trend and will continue to be a trend moving forward so that companies can connect that remote workforce because they are important. Moving on to number three is additional leadership training. Because many times all leaders aren't the same and many times they have not been trained in the same way. Many times people have to step into a role of leadership And as they step into a role of leadership, then all of a sudden they have to figure it out. But having some proactive leadership training so that we can train managers on how to manage employees, yes, but then also how to actually detect those mental health challenges that may be occurring on their team and knowing the process of gaining support, knowing how to be able to approach that employee, be able to lead that ploy to the support that they need so that they're able to continue to work and thrive in the environment that they are working in. So that is really huge. It's no longer, it's just not okay to just say, oh, someone can't handle it and let's move on and let's just let that person go or demote that person or take away things from that person. There could be some challenges that just with some simple support that person can really get through and then continue on working. And, you know, of course, there's other situations, but in general, it's just nice to know that these managers can be able to detect when there's a challenge and how to get the support that that person needs. And in addition to leadership training, really just adding in there to ensure that the leaders are doing what they need to do in terms of being healthy. Many times leaders are taking on more stress than their employees, and they also are good about not really complaining about it because they've they've been through it. And so they are just trying to get through. That's important for those leaders to be able to have like regular checkups regular check-ins to make sure they are doing well too. So some leadership check-ins also are going to be very kind of a trend that if not happening now, you'll continue to see in 2024. Number four is be flexible or being more flexible. And I think that we can all, we all can see that we are in an environment that we are working more remotely and being flexible by meaning that there is more autonomy that's needed with many of our employees now, um, especially as we're getting some of the different generations. There's Gen Z, there's millennials, they're all entering the workforce and they feel differently about mental health. And it really is something that's front and center for them. So making sure that there's a really good balance of creating that autonomy, making sure there's a transparent environment where Everyone knows what everybody's doing, but then they're also able to take care of some things at home if they need it to take care of, but then and be trusted to come to work and bring their all. So having that autonomy, having open communication and being able to have the trust that things will be done 
can be tough for leaders, especially when it comes to the flexibility piece. So finding ways to be able to manage that line is also something that's going to be really experimented with. And I'm hoping we'll get better going into 2024. All right, the next one that we have, we're looking at one, two, three, four, number five. So number five is more holidays off, not just more holidays off, but maybe more days off to be able to help prevent burnout. Burnout is huge. We understand that there are people that are just burned out and disengaged and just feeling exhausted. They're probably overworked from the, you know, before the pandemic and during the pandemic, people at are, are at all different levels. And sometimes just everything that's going on in the world can also give people a sense of just, just overwhelm. And that overwhelm can just make them feel, feel, feel burned out from everything. So the idea behind this is that Maybe there are more days off. We're seeing companies offer unlimited vacation time, right? Just so that they can say, they can take vacations whenever they whenever they want to. And of course, the caveat is making sure your work is at a place that you can take vacation, right? But at least they're saying, anytime you want to take a vacation, there's unlimited PTO or unlimited time for you. Also, another thing that we're seeing is companies saying, we support all holidays off. So we will support all federal holidays or all holidays that are recognized by, you know, our country. That is also something that has been done and that I am seeing also in those job descriptions out there. And that can come at a really amazing benefit to some people having more days off. Plus they get to have their PTO time. It just gives the employee a sense of, okay, I have a little bit more time off. I don't have to have just these seven days. I have other days that I can work around. And just knowing that helps people feel a little bit better that they get some of that time throughout that year. And another trend that I have seen in this is doing something where you do a four-day work week. We're seeing a lot of companies experiment with a four-day work week. They're all doing it differently. And I would just say, depending on your organization, do what's right for you. Some people allow just the leaders to do the four-day week work week. Some people make it a whole huge company effort to do four-day work week, but within the departments, perhaps have the four-day shift depending on the person, right? So everybody works four days, but which days they work is kind of overlapping in there. So really, in essence, everybody, there's always coverage, but everybody gets four-day work week, if that makes sense. So that's also another trend too. So, and again, when I say more days off, this just means that the workplace is just trying to compensate, trying to give more days off so that people can have more vacations so that they are able to really combat and do some of that burnout prevention. And it doesn't just come with you having a day off when it comes to burnout prevention. It's doing all the other the other things, which a lot of what these trends are is what companies are really trying to help employees with, help them to manage their burnout through these programs, through being more flexible through giving them more holidays, really just trying to just help decrease the stress and overwhelm and burnout that's happening out there in the workplace. Okay, we're moving on to number six is 
having caregiving and coaching as a benefit. And this one's jam-packed and I kind of put two of them together, but really having some additional coaching as a benefit. Now, you might think that this might go underneath enhanced wellness programming, but the reason why I called it out is because many times having coaching as a benefit, that comes like an added, that is an added value. It does cost money to have a person sit with you and talk with you and help you through a situation that you're going through. And that is, it's such a valuable service. It's such a such a great benefit to be able to have a coach to help you with your well-being or a coach to help you with any kind of situation that you might be going through. Some don't just do coaching. Some companies do therapists as well, because many times there are some deep-seated mental health issues that someone really needs some support in getting through. It can mean all the world to a person to be able to have somebody to talk them through those situations. And then with caregiving, caregiving can be pretty, it can be pretty challenging. It can be definitely expensive. So to have it as a benefit and to have the support, if a person is actually having them, you know, take care of their loved one, that can also be an amazing benefit for that person to have, to have someone that can talk to them, to help them through certain periods. Um, I have a friend who actually has a company that gives support to caregivers and it means the world to the people who follow her that she is there giving that coaching, giving that support because it can be really tough and it can be a huge amount of additional stress to, to take on caring for another person. So if you have to do that on top of your work, that can be really challenging. So having someone to talk to, get you through some of those, you know, tough times, let you know papers that you need to fill out, the benefits that you have, that can be so much added value. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that being provided as a benefit. All right. And then lastly is using technology to make things easier. So this is a wellness thing and I added it in there because technology, it's like you have to use it. We have to get get in there, use it. And as we're using it, see how we can use it to enhance our world, how to make those tedious tasks easier. And that does nothing but promote wellness. Because if you're not doing those mundane manual tasks yourself and AI or some type of technology or platform is able to do that, Wow, what a relief that will be for you, for your organization, and how much stress that would take off your plate and allow your employees to focus on creating and innovating and um, creating more value for their clients, which again, would do nothing but bring in um, additional revenue for the company. So it is a win-win when wellness is front and center. And I'm hoping that these were valuable for you to listen to and that you're able to see where perhaps you can do some enhancements in your workplace. It's just important to know that this, again, is not a conclusive list. It's just one that can just stir up ideas for you. And I really hope that it has. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how organizations will continue to enhance their programs in 2024 and beyond. I think we're we're on the right trajectory and I can't wait to see what continues to be trends moving forward. 
Well, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that we could all be a little bit more purposeful now about creating a culture of wellness in the workplace by enhancing the offerings that we have for our employees so that they can feel good about how they work and how they live. So until next time, my friends, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.